0: Hello, and welcome to the Himalos Podcast. I'm Phil, and with me is my brother Dave. <laughs> Out of the many things that we want to talk about, today we're going to talk about VR, or virtual reality. First off, I want to just talk about the definition of virtual reality, yeah, or, maybe or what it is.
1: Have a good definition that we can work with.
0: Basically, virtual reality is a computer-generated simulation of an alternate world or alternate reality. You basically enter into an immersive virtual environment. It either requires a headset, goggles, and it covers your eyes. And you pretty much tune out of the real world or you're, you're not focused on the real world anymore because you're wearing these headsets. It's understood
1: as a, like a virtual world because it's an experience that is generated rather than part of the natural or real world, right? Where With your mm-hmm. own eyes. So by virtual, we mean it's not quite real, but present, you know, an experience Mm -hmm. nonetheless. Yeah. In this case, a simulated computer world that mimics our reality or some kind of video game or movie reality. And man, it's gotten pretty advanced, at least for someone like me. Right. And I'm sure you could also agree with that. So uh, we remember we were part of a video game generation, you know, where the pixelized characters look fake. No, they did but can be controlled in certain directions directional. And, and, you know, you felt like you were in control of this, you know, avatar, this little game, you know, uh, character. Now it's gone where virtual hands mimic real hands that are controlled by our hands. And anyway, well, I guess we'll, we'll yeah. discuss uh, about well, that. You know, um, I guess the oldest
0: far back you can trace anything to do with would eventually ended up, end up to virtual reality is in 1838, the stereoscopic photography was created. And from that, um, I believe 1939 is when the Viewmaster Stereoscope Viewer was invented. I mean, years later, it, it, it got perfected. And do you remember as a kid um, watching those Viewmasters? That's yeah. kind of like the first taste of,
1: of how of, of virtual reality It was amazing. I remember thinking, man, this is amazing. It looks like you're there. Obviously, it's static. It was just like a, a photo you yeah. put in different. I mean, you change the slide like a wheel, at least through in our age. Uh, d- during our time, you can switch. I don't know. There's a certain little wheel of, of uh, slides, yeah. right? Huh. And 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 then we were able to see those, and and that was pretty neat. It was a movie in itself for us.
0: Uh, well, you know, many investments took place from from that time, but I mean, I'm not going to list them all. Um, but I know, like in 1987, Jaron Lanier, who was considered one of the the creators of of the modern virtual reality. He coined the ver uh the, he coined the term v- virtual reality,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then um after that um it was not until recently like 2012 where a Kickstarter was was launched and it raised 2.5 million and that made a big boost in the development of virtual reality. So two years later, Facebook buys Oculus, which is Oculus is that company that the founder uh, Palmer Lucky launched that Kickstarter. So then also Sony announced
1: the VR project and Google Cardboard started getting released around 2014. So we could say it's pretty recent. It's not, I mean, the technology and the concept is old. And obviously we're going to talk about, you know, the idea of it in in many things found in, in media and, you know, literature or whatever. But it's it seems like it's a fairly recent thing. I mean, at least for someone like you and me, we're we're not like totally young. You know, we're not totally, you know, older where we're not familiar with this type of technology so um what about your first experience with it Philip do you remember your first experience I'll, I'll discuss my first experience with VR so and what I thought about it so i uh, when I will first experience the VR I mean we did the you know the view master all that you know okay but that doesn't count we're talking about this new technological I guess the oculus or something similar to that um it was I thought it was very sensational for the first hour or two um, not even playing or, or or observing one of those cool apps just observing the shell environment you know there's always an environment, a 3d environment where you control and you' can from there you that's where you enter the apps and you know you scroll through you know the library of things the catalogs or whatever all your settings and stuff just like a computer you know like a home a uh, uh, desktop sort of so, so to speak um, just observing that this environment was exciting. Uh, um, the menus, the 2D screens were even cool as well. The impl- mm-hmm. but the most thing that stood out to me is the implications uh, and the possibilities of what could what this technology could do. And mm-hmm. after a few hours, I I got over it. You know, I, I'm like, okay, it's cool. I can I can detach. You know, but I can imagine a child or a, a kid, a teenager, just being uh, falling in love with this because it just takes you to another world. And so it was it was a good experience in that sense. Uh, um uh, what about you do you remember your first experience
0: yeah um one of our good friends um came over and wanted to show me because he said he thought about me and when i put him on and i saw like uh the program oculus uh the the quill animations that's when i was blown away i was like oh wow this is awesome these animations that they were just like Cause you know, it's just in three DS, not even three D it's, it's immersive. Like you you turn everywhere you look and there's, mm-hmm. there's the, the, you're in the setting, you're in the actual setting that the artists had created. And I mm-hmm. thought it was the most amazing thing. And, um, yeah. I saw several of these stories, several of these films, and then also, like I said, uh, saw some of the other games and had a little taste and you know what, honestly, the games, the video games. Not that they didn't impress me; they were impressive, but but mm-hmm. I'm not really interested so much in in games like like shooting games or just any game where you're you're, you're basically like I said like like kind of like the computer uh, the regular games that people are are playing. It, it didn't fascinate me. The, what fascinated me more was just the storytelling aspect of it. And when I actually started seeing even some of these uh, documentaries that are created by uh, Felix and Paul, I believe, yeah, Felix and Paul, there, yeah, that, that studio i just saw the potential i'm like wow this is amazing like storytelling in, in a very like nice soft you know like progression you know you're you're, you're there you're whatever yeah. The, per, yeah the whoever the person is is that's yeah, being interviewed you're seeing him talking you're seeing them there and like you get like wow and then you look around and like either they're in a building or they're in a restaurant or they're in the white house mm-hmm. right because oh, i uh, know obama um they had a documentary yeah. on, um, with Obama in the White House. It was just, it was just like mind-boggling. I was like, "Wow, this is like the potential of this, and the future is is like it's endless, yeah. endless possibilities." And that that's what what I thought the first time I saw, I saw this, and I was like, "Okay, now I'm gonna start. Um, I'm gonna see what I can do, what kind of storytelling I can do in this uh, new, um, the, this new tool." I, I want to g- try to get into it and just pretty much list some examples of. What are the positive aspects of, of virtual reality? And number one is obviously entertainment. Like the storytelling, you know, the films that are going to be created, documentaries, you know, com- animations, which which is either like traditional, like cartoonish-like or or like computer-generated animations.
1: Man, they're going to be more immersive. I was thinking about that a lot. Uh, obviously, it seems like the main aspect is the entertainment thing. Uh, especially like uh, the animation and the gaming part of it. Uh, it seems that's what's really taking off, at least in my mm-hmm. experience. But I remember um, not too long ago, creating a story about this in, and a short film with you uh, just about 10 years ago. So it's mm-hmm. very interesting that we got into, I mean, it's been around the concept and I'm sure there was already prototypes and you know simulators in certain places that you know yeah. were creating this for various reasons. But we were we came up with the, I remember a story and it's totally on board with this virtual fantasy thing, you know, that this virtual fantasy tip and, and way before we could even uh, write about it. I mean, uh, there was media, uh, for example, movies. Um, Let me give you some examples. Tron, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, I don't know if you guys have seen Tron, very classic Disney old, uh, but it talks about, yeah, it's in the 80, 1982, I believe. Uh, I got to double check on that. The Cube uh, movie series, uh, they had some pretty cool uh, storylines with the concept of virtual reality. Uh, Total Recall, another movie uh, called The 13th Floor. I remember watching that, really impressed with it. The Lawnmower Man, The Matrix. Yeah, The Lawnmower Man. Yeah, yeah, and The Matrix. And then uh, as a recent, maybe Ready Player One. That's probably one of the more recent. And I'm sure there's countless others that we've never seen or or come across, but I've always enjoyed these types of films as they visited a particular realm, right? That was not quite feasible, but theoretically possible, you know, like in the movie, obviously it's possible because it's movie magic, but now we are way beyond those concepts, I think, you know? Also the technology
0: is advancing. You know, a lot of the companies are getting more on board with it. Like you have, um, well, you have like the company of Oculus right there. They have their software like Quill where you can animate and then you also have oh, cameras now that are there are 360 cameras VR ca- well 180 or 360 cameras which is basically in VR you can see you can see the photos or the videos that are being taken from these cameras and they're getting better and better every minute like seriously like, like the, the 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 quality the resolution is is getting higher like it was 4K right before it was HD right and now it's 4K uh-huh. Now it's, I think it's up to 8K right now. And who knows what's going to happen in a few years. It's going to go even higher, higher. And, you know, the higher the quality, the more realistic it becomes. The pixel, you know, the, the pixels
1: are smaller. I would say even more realistic than realistic. Not to say you can be more real than the real, but the quality is so uh, dreamlike, I guess. The, the It's more clear than reality. So it, it creates an extra... So we've crossed that virtual and futuristic, futuristic plane through through this technology, right? It seems like that, at least to me. It doesn't seem impossible to achieve other things now. I mean, this is a—it's an old concept, but it's it's a breakthrough in some way. Though it's mostly for entertainment and thrill seeking. It, it, it there's a lot of things that you know, um, for example, uh, the virtual roller coaster simulation. You know, you can go find videos, and that that's amazing in itself. The concept of it, like. To be in a roller coaster in your own seat, you know, in your own home, yeah, and own feel home. exactly, yeah, and even probably a better one because it's created, right? So, I think that now this VR, uh, uh, what's possible, resembles the idea to me of what fiction writers and other creative minds had envisioned through their writings a long time ago. We're talking mm-hmm. about way before this technology, yeah. you know, uh, dec- decades ago, even centuries ago. I can't help to think something like, you know, the dream vision of the ancient writers, like the writers of the Judeo-Christian Bible, you know, and their visions. One example, the revelation of, you know, the John John of the apocalypse, you know, and all this imagery and all that, and like you were present in it. And obviously he could only write about it, but he was talking about things as they were all occurring at once. And, and you could visualize them here and there. And, 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 and another, another example, like Dante's Inferno, you know, obviously it was, it was his picture of what hell was. And then uh, the one that really stands out to me, though, is Charles Dickens' uh, *Christmas Carol*. Uh, do you remember how the character Ebenezer Scrooge, you know, um, bah, yeah. about? Um, he's visited by ghosts, right, from the past, present, and future, and and every, and when they he was visited by them, he was whisked away magically, you know, to this past time, you know, his past, and then to a present, and then to a future. So this this is the essence, I think, of what kind of virtual re, re, the virtual experience as far as virtual reality goes, and and what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, it's like like these storytellers kind of created stories that that we're now kind of experiencing yes. in real time now yes. with these machines with these with this technology. Where yes. where now we can just be whisked away to an, a different scene, which is which VR does you're exactly. like at one moment you're you could be in this world and then another the moment you could be another world yeah. it's like you're transporting but obviously it's not real it's computer generated but it still feels real yeah that may, that's that, that's a good point um so that's that's basically like number 1 number 2 um is live events you know um as well as story you know just like storytelling do live events are also going to evolve you know live shows are going to evolve for example in sporting events um mm-hmm. i've noticed like the NFL, NBA, it's going to be interesting, or more even like live rock shows or DJ events. I mean, you could see hints of it, you know, on YouTube or or you know on some of these Oculus platforms where they they show people recording. But I just can imagine in the future how it's going to be. Where, for example, you you know you can't attend the show, or you can't afford to go to the live event. So another option could be you can go there through virtual reality and kind of be there not necessarily be there be there but be there and, and you're, you're you're actually there like in present like you're seeing everything's going on that's, that's apple pretty-
1: i believe apple was developing a app or some kind of uh, plugin called vr next or they were working with a company called next vr or vr next i'm not sure and they're the ones in charge of creating that environment the cameras and in those live events or venues, you know, music venues. And I don't know how that's what they're doing now. I haven't kept up with it, but I remember seeing, oh, they're the ones doing it right now. The experience is just gonna get much better and more realer or uh, even more, even more color and uh, meaning more animated or, you know, more like a dreamlike experience. It's like, everyone's gonna be, okay, not only is it real, no, it was beyond real because it mixed in real realistic principles with maybe more creative uh animation. You know, you have commercial bumpers uh that create uh you know commercial uh when you go into the show it's not just hey hi we're here you know this is the game so and so's playing no you have a cool little segue that with music intro and that an of... intro yes. like a
0: logo intro that's gonna be like
1: Exactly. So imagine that in VR, it's the possibilities pretty much are, or can be endless, you know, once they uh, grasp that technology. So um, I, uh, and to add to that um, uh, at times, you know, just like these live performances, you forget that you're in a simulated world, you know, that, that, mm-hmm. that really doesn't exist. I mean, yeah, it's based off the real world, but it doesn't really exist. And you're immersed in these apps, you know, these live venue apps and these program simulations, for hours you know animation what, whatever but like specifically with live events like you forget hey you're not really there but you're there so um we'll we'll go on to the next since you
0: mentioned simulation that goes to my our third uh, example simulation and training like training courses f- uh, flight simulations battlefield simulations i believe uh, these already exist and in yeah. like you know nasa um even military uh, uh, trainings mm-hmm. and simulations where people um, um, go, you know, practice through VR to prepare for the real uh, life, either battle or training or mission, and that's pretty exciting as well because um, it's it's like hands-on, like it's like you're, you're 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 you know going going to rehearsal.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're really experience, experiencing the reality. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's not real, but there are those physical principle uh, things that you experience will be, you know, witnessed there rather than, Mm -hmm. Oh, this is a very pixelized simulation where you're reading uh, meters and numbers only. And which is also, I mean, part of it, you know, for example, when people shoot up in space, you're reading all the the vital, you know, numbers Mm -hmm. that, you know, tell you that everything's going as planned, you know, the mission, but you're actually seeing these things, you're experiencing them. And and I guess it can only get a little more realer once they uh, start improving this technology. If they go and invest in that, obviously it needs investment.
0: I'm I'm sure it is. So the next one, the number four, is therapy and healing. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking now like psychologists, therapists, um, just just you know experts in in certain you know not just in medical mm-hmm. or clinic or, or psychological you know clinic. But there's going to be probably a large amount of people going in through VR to help treat patients or to help train patients, you know, whether, whether it be also even like for workout for workout videos or
1: even just the shell of an app. Once you enter an environment, for example, in this virtual reality, the the scenery is very pleasant, you know, though it's maybe a little animated. You hear music, the music's very calming and soothing. Uh, There's another app. I forget the name of it, but uh, they offer many games, many videos. And uh, in one of them, it's yoga. It's like a yoga exercise and a breathing exercise on one of them. And then the music is pleasant and you're in this environment. So it totally lends to that idea of therapy and healing. And and even, and it could go further. Uh, You could play a video game. I mean, not a video game, but like a game to just unwind uh, in this virtual world. And and a lot of these apps, these locations uh, um, offer those, you know, those uh, games and uh, environments to feel that peace, you know, as simple as checkers and as more complex as immersive games.
0: You know, I did research in the past, you know, as far as self-help things and, and one of the methods of changing your life or creating more positivity or you know whatever the case may be you're trying to you're trying to change um it starts with visualization and yeah. through visualizing yeah you uh, um outcomes and, and and like manifesting in virtual reality now like you can actually create scenery
1: or situation like outcomes where, where you're, you're actually healing attracting peaceful or- environments that lend to the goal of you know unwinding and finding inner peace when you're when your reality may not even conform to that maybe people outside of your world uh who knows family you're having family turmoil or there's people that you live around that are going through or they're presenting very negative energy maybe they're really young or maybe they're really just out of it which is not too far from what's going on right now i mean the vr experience can put you in that definitely put you in that um in that world you know how um recent brain research um they concluded that the brain
0: does not differentiate between what you visualize what you picture in your mind or you actually see in real life yeah. so that's that's kind of supports how this therapy and healing um or not just that but another on uh, another um features of, mm-hmm. of how it can help you develop attract certain things in your life Okay, so then number five, business and virtual meetings. The VR is, I mean, if it's not helping now, it's going to even help way more, you know, especially during the pandemic. We had obviously the lock, lockdowns where, you know, people yeah. couldn't meet. So aside from Zoom, which was, you know, in real world, you know, you just look on your phone or your computer screen, virtual rooms were like, like, I can imagine how how much
1: uh, how helpful or it how or, helpful uh, could
0: be to have to be in a virtual room where you're an actual you're in an actual building or an office or a presentation room where everyone who has a VR headset is just all there and and you you know and you're there and the person lecturing or the the business meeting the 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 CEO or the or or whoever it is that's presenting can just present to you and demonstrate, right? Like right in a room, in a virtual room. And that's that's pretty amazing. Well,
1: or meeting with family. You know, um, the family could not be together, maybe distance, whatever. You could have one of these meetings uh, at a very important meeting, certain things to discuss with your family. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you could still make a phone call. There's a, an app in uh, Oculus uh, that
0: I've used called Big Screen, which is a pretty um, amazing app. Where you um you go on you go into a a an empty theater and you can invite your anyone an, another mm-hmm. virtual VR user and you invite them and you get you give them a code passcode and they they go in and and all of a sudden you're in a room sharing with them and 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 you can just meet up and hang out and 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 you know there's other uh, count yeah. uh, countless apps right that that have like these uh it's kind of like party rooms right where you just can meet strangers and and it i just man it's very fascinating that that, um, that we're at that point now where you're there and like you, know, you could you, even though you don't see them live like you're you're um uh, you have an avatar right or or some sort of a, you could pick an avatar character or some animated character to to represent you
1: and i think that's what makes um the virtual 3D experience much more powerful than any uh communication medium like phone or or even just the two D one. It's because, uh, aside from just viewing the three dimensional aspect to it, you're you could see the movement. If you say something or you approach them, they can move back, and just that extra movement, that extra sensory, that extra um, dimension, right? The the Z axis as opposed to just the the square two dimensional um, perception. It. it, it it's it's reactionary. You can react to it. It's like, yeah, they're not there, but the avatar represents the person if that's what the program, the app allows to have an avatar. And it just takes it to that extra realm.
0: Those are the five, I guess, positive aspects of VR. Right. And now we want to go to negative because, you know, with positive, there's negative. Number one, these are just things that we feel need to improve or something that Not necessarily uh, beneficial for VR users. So number one is the equipment. I guess right now, as I'm talking, I'm actually wearing a headset, and um, they're still bulky. You know, they can still feel uncomfortable. And I and I hope that very soon they get smaller, eventually. And I know they will eventually to like you know where they're like you just wear
1: sunglasses, you know, and they don't cost. I could see that happening. The the shades, the glasses—like you wear just the regular reading glasses—and hey, you're <laughs> you put them on and you could see, you could be connected to the virtual world and see everything in three dimensions as long as you're looking through those scopes, right? Those uh, you're looking through those um, glasses, the glass. Uh, and also, I thought we—I think we had a conversation about this, but maybe you won't even need glasses in your room. I think uh, several movies already showed this. The room becomes like a generator or a, 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 I always think about Marvel uh, X-Men, the, the game room. They had like this game yeah. uh, this simulation room where they had training exercises and it was a big room and obviously everything was not real, but it felt real and they were training in that. So maybe every room, every wall would have the, you know, the the, the grid points to create this virtual world. Once you put on maybe something like simple glasses on, or even without them, uh, but that's obviously something way ahead. And, and and that's very interesting though that you that you do mention that it's getting light, it's getting simpler. Things are getting lighter, uh, not as heavy and bulky. And and it's interesting and exciting to see where this is going.
0: Okay, so um, another thing that these headsets can do is they can cause nausea, like especially if you're like watching like roller coaster videos or, or certain things so because you're immersed fully it, it can really affect your your uh, um, your brain and your your eyesight you know and that, that's one thing that I don't think they have quite perfected yet yeah except for recent uh, uh, releases of the oculus quest and, and a few other uh, um, headsets before you had a you had a kind of hook, hook up to a computer uh-huh. you know especially if you need the, the power with the big cable that attaches, but, um, but yeah, you still need a faster conne- connection, internet connection to, to operate these things. And that could kind of be a hassle.
1: Well, just like the computers right now, they, they keep improving, you know, the hard drives get bigger, the, you know, we're on terabytes, right? We're dealing with terabyte yeah. memory. We were in gigab- gigabyte or gigabyte memory. Uh, and, and before that it was just megabytes. Uh, so, Obviously, technology keeps improving, and I'm sure the the memory is going to keep getting, you know, more, more, uh, where you could pretty much run anything, and and that we're seeing that little by little. So,
0: number two, some of the negative aspects of this number two is the cost. Like these headsets, these virtual reality, uh, you know, whether it be a headset or or having to buy a gaming computer to run. Some of these headsets it's it's still very pricey you know it's Mm -hmm. um you're looking at a couple hundred bucks at least you know maybe three hundred four hundred um i'm sure their goals to make it come down in price but as of now it's like that's that's how much it is and and not everyone can afford it which is maybe possibly delaying the development or the popularity of it where more Mm -hmm. people come in more advertisement and you know like they they like the technology can can grow quicker because of the consumer uh the consumers using it number three you can start pretty much escaping like to the point where just like you know i guess people who take drugs you know they're always escaping you know they're always trying to like be in another realm you can you can be in another realm all the time and not necessarily uh want to deal with the real world issues and stuff
1: and that is definitely a moral concern right it's it's there's moral concerns regarding this technology Because you can take it to an an extreme level. Uh, But yeah, it can also trigger and unleash the most unfiltered experience of our animal nature in a way by constantly triggering euphoric feelings, sadistic feelings, sexual feelings, uh, fear, and and the most one-sided experience, right? If you're always on this, you're not connected. You may be connected to people, but not in the the real world world the way you know yes. eventually you have to connect and it's just really a manipulation of simulators you know eliciting and they, yeah. they they're almost like helping secrete these chemicals imbalances in your brain for fun which is exciting right when you're yeah. but then what is you know what's the price you have to pay for that uh, feeling these chemicals that you probably would not feel in the real world so we're we're kind of at the behest of this this techno technology I mean, obviously not everybody has it, but you know, and these formulas and these programs that are not really reflective sometimes of our natural balance or awareness of the world. Yeah. The world is wacky. I mean, don't get me wrong, it is, it is, but we are entertain, we're entering another one of those multiverses that can replace and be more worthwhile than than our real world, right? Which should be all we need, you
0: know. I need to mention that you know wherever technology goes the the porn industry is usually one of the front runners or the you know advancing in technology and and that just creates also another right another escapism or whatever you want to call it yeah. in relation to to like you were saying that immersive more exhilarating, more like blinding of, of the real world where yeah. you're this in this in this like now this virtual fantasy world and you don't want to get out of and it can really
1: mess can mess with you. My real concern is more concerning the violence, right? Like video games, obviously they're known for, you know, displaying an orgy of violence, right? This like yeah. we've never witnessed before in creative ways and and more sadistic ways or whatever. The real world is is more regulated, right, by physical laws. Uh, unless immersed in a real scenario where this this much violence is not really possible. Uh, but now, because of the these first person games, you know, I mean, there's a lot of them, and don't get me wrong, some of them still look fake. Uh, mm-hmm. But but you could play endless hours of this sensationalized uh, uh, virtual reality, uh, you know, violence, and and it doesn't, like I said, correspond to the real world, and most people of our generation can attest that it's kind of, I mean, I don't know of everybody, but it's kind of unnecessary sometimes. All this violence, even our own primitive 80s special effects movies, you know, the presentations in the media, we had like clay animation, puppetry, and, and the movies had, you know, the special effects was still very primitive. Uh, uh, and you could tell, okay, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to take us there. It's fake. Now it's it, it, it's all game. It, it, it's almost, there's no boundaries. Mm. and. The, the And even the animation is realistic, and there's no limits to what the mind could create. So I guess I just wanted to
0: talk to you about just the current state of VR. I believe that the people who who are developing it and are, are are probably disappointed that
1: it hasn't
0: increased popularity. It seems
1: like it's still very hard to use, hard to break out of the box. You have to create an account. You have to give several accounts. you have to do, use your phone it's not just you break it out and you put it on and there you are no uh, you know as far as we're talking about facebook right um they own yeah, oculus. oculus not everyone's excited about that some people are very skeptical of facebook right now if you guys heard in the news facebook's mm-hmm. always somehow finds their way in there and and i'm not trying to knock their you know their their uh, their uh, mediums and And what they're getting into, it seems like they're the ones pushing this type of technology. But like we said, there is a moral question as to, uh, does anyone really feel comfortable joining Facebook in any aspect, including this VR experience, which requires you to even give more personal information? And they obviously probably monitor more of your viewing and more of your gaming. Because with the virtual experience, they're almost like experiencing you and you could even say i don't know if this happens but these sensors they might be sent, uh, uh, creating more de- data data for for them to further create more games more experiences uh, uh so it's almost like we're we're tests you know we're we're lab rats in, in, in a way don't get me mm-hmm. wrong we, we're getting our fun we're getting our thrill but at the same time we're being looked at uh, even our eye movements and everything and I'm sure they could even test more things uh, you know, with more sensors. I know that in March of 2020, mm-hmm.
0: during the pandemic, around that time when, when there was a lockdown, um, there was definitely a lot more demand. Mm-hmm. A lot of people wanted to buy um, headsets. And I think that was kind of like the first really big, I want to say like a big boom. But I remember also there was a shortage of supply, like because um a lot of the parts, I believe, come from China and China clo- had closed down. Um, there was a backlog supply, everybody with them. So, so people really had to wait a long time or, you know, at least a few months or, or weeks yeah. to get theirs. But, but now that, that it opened up a little bit, it, it's not necessarily growing fast, but it's still steadily growing. You could see it in commercials. Like, I don't know if you, if you've seen like the NBA, you know, finals or even like the the major league baseball finals, They're definitely pushing um commercials they definitely want people to to get at least you know familiar with them i think that people still are not aware that it that exists or that it's like feasible and that it's really um exciting there's a couple of games that exist right now there's one that's um very popular um it's called beat saber and it's a it's kind of like a uh a video game, but but the music industry is involved with it because you know they put music, and now they're 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 putting Billie Eilish edition, you know, like a, what's her Billie Eilish, or the the artist. How now you can participate with 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 different music, kind of like the way Guitar Hero, you know, introduce uh, people to music, or um, you know, games how they're attached with music, and 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 music uh, can, the music companies or the music industry can can like expose some new music into these games so now you're having that so that that's i guess that's a good thing for the music for the artists and stuff but i'm not sure as far as like how much they're going to benefit how much money they're going to get paid from it or if it's going to be all the the companies that are going to benefit
1: the first time i i got to play it it resembled to me like the rock band uh game but the, the rock band was for other systems right i think computers as well and the rock band, same thing, it was a way to market certain music. And you pretty much play the music, you play along with the music through the instrumentation and the buttons and controlling, not the real instruments, right? But but their particular controllers and, and, and ways to control the, the game, the game world. And, and similarly, the Beat Saber, I mean, you're not controlling the, the game, but you're playing along with it and you're playing the song through playing with the sabers and doing the functions of what you need to do is destroy boxes in certain loca- uh, certain ways, get mat- color match the, the sabers and whatnot. I mean, you guys can learn that game on your own. But I found that very interesting how they're taking that concept and taking it into the VR world uh, about the commodification. Um, it's like over time, is the corporation gonna own this, fund this, like Facebook? Are they the gatekeepers, right? Are they the virtual gods behind it all? Because you're in there, it doesn't seem like you're being watched or you're being monitored. But in a sense, you, you know this is—you're you, logged on, you're connected, your usernames it even says who's logged on. Just like any social media app, they're 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 getting your data. So so are we? Are we really alone? Can we be visited through this technology? By can we be hijacked? i mean i know this these are kind of silly questions by maybe another higher group higher intelligence or consciousness i know it's a little it's far-fetched but but remember it's still technology and it still can be hacked Uh, or and are we doomed to be monitored and quantified by like these facebook algorithms or uh, algorithms in general as the the researchers try to find as the researchers try to find more ways to commodify like you were saying the experience charging for everything every facet of the experience just like facebook
0: has moderators and and um people that look over content i'm sure um all these vr uh companies are going to have moderators you know like studying looking at get, for whatever reason you know for for all the reasons and and that's just something that maybe we either have to live with or 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 if we we don't like that then we'll just tune out you know and not and not get involved in this in this vr technology but yeah, another a game I wanted to mention, and um, another franchise that's involved in VR is uh, the Star Wars, Lucasfilm, Lucas Arts. Um, they created a game called Vader Immortal, which, well, the first time I played it, I was like, I was blown away. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is this is exactly what what makes VR like a positive aspect of VR because you're immersed and you're in the world of Star Wars, right? You're you're th- you're going through hyperspace, you're um, you're fighting with the lightsaber, and the storytelling is is amazing. Like like, there's a story aspect to it, so it's not like you're just there mindlessly shooting. Or, or no, there's like like you're going through a, a a story, and I I find that very fascinating because um that's just a taste of what we're going to probably see in regards to you know the games, other future games, entertainment, um maybe even like um doc like even just films like 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 like
1: participation you know in in these films. I thought a lot about that, about the future of this, and I can't help but to think that uh, you can sync more dimensions uh, um, into one virtual presence. And let me explain this. So uh, um, as they get more bizarre, I guess the game's more real and otherworldly, it seems like they can begin to add more sensory data to the VR experience, such as like touch feel. Uh, Yeah, there are sensors in the controllers, but I'm talking about, and I know I'm sure they already do this, but I'm talking about Mm -hmm. commercially. Uh, more sensors attached to sensitive receptors of your body, like your erogenous zones, you know, pressure points, like your yeah. temples and other areas that trigger, or or uh, they elicit a powerful response, like releasing those chemicals we were talking about earlier, like dopamine, you know, um, you know the I guess that's the sex one, or or or, or um, endorphins when you're exercising, and and but even more to another degree, secrete this unlike anything you've done before. Uh, um, so when you couple these virtual sensory experiences, uh, it just creates a power, more powerful, more real, and probably even more real than the the, the reality experience. Um, another, for example, smell—the sense of smell—they haven't really. T- I think I read um, that uh, they were planning a theater for experimenting with this. Like uh, mm-hmm. they were going to add certain smells and certain, I guess, uh, mist and fog and certain things like that. Uh, I don't know how elaborate they got with it, but we can assume. I mean, through technology and just through your creativity, that uh, there's going to be a spectrum of maybe certain smells that can be simulated, and yeah, either man. inside your inside your goggles or inside your room or in front of you, like sweet mm-hmm. uh, sugary smells that could trigger that correspond to that video game reality or whatever that mm-hmm. simulated reality, or pungent smells or bitter smells or or just types of smells that are familiar. Mm-hmm. That can trigger that mental identification of where you are and what you're doing in the virtual world. You know that vicinity of that smell, and of course, you know taste. People can attach, you know, maybe a tube. I don't know, like some tube, and maybe connect it to the the already to the nose apparatus, which we're talking about smell, and really control the taste and the smell spheres of perception. And man, that would just make an unbelievable experience. You know, yeah, it'd
0: be beyond immersive. Like it, it's like. Yeah. Um what, you know what, what they currently have is um the the controllers that you use, right? Um they shake or they vibrate when, when like you get either you get hit or or if uh, like I say when you're using a lightsaber you actually feel the like buzz like when it, when you're moving it and that that's pretty cool. So I can I can imagine how it's going to be very soon, right? When they implement more of this
1: um uh um like I said to have, uh, like more of the senses. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be exact, you know, experience the simulation of whatever you're doing, but just within the scope of, like I said, these sensory experiences of taste, smells, and our imagination as it is can take it to the next level, you know, we know, we don't need much to reach far to believe and, and to trigger the brain uh, to experience it as we know, you know, us growing up in our type of uh, technology and medium, we we used our imagination to take us to that extra to connect right to whatever it, it was that we were watching, and we believed it more, and and the imagination did that. But as we are getting further into this technology, we don't, we, we probably use less and less imagination. It's it's the way the left and right hemispheres work, you know, um, the synchronization of it. You were talking about stereoscopic technology, so you're talking about the left eye and the right eye, and the way they combine. And the way they work together creates, you know, the 3D effect, the 3D, the visual field, you know, so the left and right hemispheres of our brains have a lot to do with, you know, the synchronization or this experience uh, um, and along also with the pineal gland. I don't know if you ever heard of the pineal gland, a.k.a. the third eye, right? Mm -hmm. The third eye. Everyone talks, sings about it, talks about it. And supposedly when this is triggered or when this is achieved, uh, um, usually by people through deep meditation or, or, or very strong sensory awareness of frequencies as energies uh, uh it's not really observed in the in the profane world but through deep spiritual you know or psychic people that are, that, that have channels of meditation to reach it or, or even like maybe like uh, collective effervescence it's a concept by some guy named uh, emil durkheim that says the religious experiences of groups like a church or a seance or something when everyone experiences that uh, moment together it just makes it really powerful like Everyone's connected, mm-hmm. I guess. All the minds are synced together. It creates this virtual, not a virtual experience, but this powerful experience. And I can't help to think how virtual reality will, will, will be part of that, because not only do you, every, does everyone experience things together and some of these people may be far away, they mm-hmm. may not even be in the same time zone and you're feeling this strong connection. And not only that, these all these sensory, we're talking about all these sensory uh, data, uh, uh, triggering your 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 response can even further strengthen and put that on on steroids you know to to another level that we have never gone and that's another idea i have of that so that that's pretty pretty interesting to me uh, about the technology vr mm-hmm. in a sense is the closest thing to crossing that fourth dimensional experience and let me let me explain this to close i i want to really emphasize this what i mean by the fourth dimension is in my basic understanding it's yeah, it's a, the fourth dimension is a theoretical concept. It's not easily understood, but it's like an ent- extra-dimensional axis, right? We, we perceive the the X and Y axis through our vision. We see they're just like 2D, a square 3D. line. Yeah, 2D. And the 3D is the, the Z axis. Mm-hmm. The Z axis is like front and back, not so much up and down, left, right, mm-hmm. or a diagonal. It's front and back. And the only way you could really perceive Z axis is if you move around then you see, oh, OK, that thing has more to it. To the, and that's what's important about VR technology is that you can move. You can move through it and perceive these three dimensions. Like, yeah, it looks 3D, 3D where you are. But the more you move your head, that's when you perceive that extra z-axis. And, and as humans, we that's probably the only thing we could um, uh, perceive is the three-dimensional aspect. But what I'm talking about, the four-dimensional aspect, it's obviously, it goes into theoretical physics, and, and I won't get too much into that, but the way I understand fourth dimension is through understanding what 2D is and 3D is. So I know Carl Sagan in the Cosmos special, um, he explains this, um, that the 2D, 3, it, it's basically the 2D cannot perceive 3D, and 3D cannot perceive, uh, three-dimensional people cannot de- perceive fourth dimensionals because the fourth dimension has to do with time. Um, so we're, we're talking about space, right? ZX, XYZ, mm-hmm. it's all spatial. It's like front, back, side, side, up, down. But then when you add time to it, it's like, whoa, couldn't we really see time? I don't think we we see what time does, but we don't see time itself. So in a sense, like we're limited by our perceptions in this world to not be able to see time. But to me, this technology, this VR technology is probably the closest to achieving something like that, so mm-hmm. um, our motion through space—you can't see time. Like I said, something goes from here to there, uh, and uh, but there's a force that is directional. In a sense, VR has it. I don't. I don't want to say achieve that, but you can go in and out of places. Uh, me and you can talk and be experiencing, visualizing, and sensing all this world, and we're talking like if we're spirits. In a sense I mean that's not mm-hmm. that's just an example but in VR time our imagination is not limited by the constraints of that real world that we're in right the mm-hmm. the simulations uh, uh, with the exception of loading the programs that takes time you know sometimes you wait you're like oh, okay come on program hurry up but the apps uh, um, once they're running time is not an issue neither is motion or space actually the VR world you don't you don't really have to move much you do you just click the button and you're like whoa you're at the other side of the room and then boom you click one button you're out of that room and you're out of that room together with someone or you're out of the room just you and that person stays there so so what i'm telling you is that what they envisioned in the past as maybe this time tra- traversing time and and transporting uh, in this fantastic imaginary way it's it's almost been achieved maybe not in real life like we said but the simulation of it with which itself is very amazing yeah
0: I, I understand it's like like you're getting a taste of the fourth dimension
1: through this exactly. uh,
0: through this uh, um, virtual reality because like we can just jump in anywhere go anywhere go anywhere together like like that concept was very hard to imagine back even 10 20 years ago
1: exactly now that
0: like you know you're talking with someone you can transfer rooms with them and and, and like and and even though it's not real, but you're visually seeing it, you're seeing it, you're looking around, it's all around you. 360. It's yeah,
1: it's 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 pretty yeah. mind-boggling. And who knows, you know, one day maybe we'll be we will be able to communicate uh with people that are separated by time itself.
0: Yeah, so we'll end it there. Um like I said there's a lot a lot, lot to talk about when it comes to um to this. And and we and I do know that um I did read some articles recently that they're predicting by 2022 it's going to really boom it's going to really uh, increase in use uh, you know users and and even um, advertisers a lot of pe- more people are going to be involved mm-hmm. in it and um i mean to a degree i can't wait because um, because it just means that it's going to advance everything but at the same time it, you know it also probably is, is going to start some new problems that we kind of hinted at right earlier we mentioned a few examples but see you guys in the next one um talk to you soon
1: talk to you in the future or the past